Sauter. One early Thursday morning in June, the mayor of Paris got up at dawn and made her way to the River Seine. That's not usually part of her morning routine, but two inventors, a sailor and a windsurfing champion, convinced her to take a ride on a new kind of taxi. They're calling it a sea bubble, a zero-emissions boat that appears to fly above the water. As mayor, Anne Hidalgo is pushing eco-friendly initiatives in Paris and fighting climate change more broadly. The inventors came to see me back when no one believed they would be able to make it. That first meeting with the inventors took place almost a year ago. I saw an opportunity to develop a fleet of flying clean energy taxis, and so I supported them. And now that U.S. President Donald Trump pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement, the mayor's even more determined. Hi, I'm Aki Ito. And I'm Marie Mawad. And this week on Decrypted, we'll see how two unlikely entrepreneurs design a new kind of transportation device. It's a white convertible boat powered by a rechargeable battery, and it seats five people. Last week, we told you about an 80-year-old inventor who's been trying to build flying cars his entire life. This week, we'll go deep on another technology aiming to bypass traffic on your morning commute. With a working prototype now able to whisk VIPs around, this startup has gotten past its first big hurdle. But there are still major challenges ahead before C-Bubbles shakes up how ordinary consumers like you and me get around. Stay with us. Uh, when, when I was a, a child, uh, when I was 10, I had a dream. I wanted to make a boat fly. That's Alain Thébault, a math whiz and a sailor, and one half of the C-Bubbles duo. The other half is Anders Bringdahl. He's a windsurfing champion. Basically, I, I lived in Hawaii, and then I did the classic uh, change to girlfriend, ended up French, uh, Frenchman. And uh, coming back to Europe, uh, back to France. These two guys are like Starsky and Hutch. Alain is super high energy, passionate about engineering, and has about a thousand ideas a minute. Anders, on the other hand, is a mellow surfer type who usually takes the lead on business pitches. Alain and Anders met over a decade ago on a sailboat called the Hydropter. Alain designed it, and together they set out to break the world's speed record for sailing. The way they tell the story is basically they crashed a bunch of boats, and finally they did beat the world speed record in 2009 at something like 50 knots, which is almost 60 miles per hour. He's the godmother of all boats, flying boats, and, and I sailed with uh, Alain and the crew for half a day. And then uh, I go back. Uh, I go back, and I get a call the next morning. Say, Anders, you'll be at the dock at nine o'clock in the morning. From Alan said, since then he didn't let me go. So that was pretty much the deal. <laughs> so what was like sailing on that boat? I'm a person. I love to do a little bit radical things, but I do them quite calculated. So uh, you know, riding big waves in Hawaii and stuff, I always choose my waves. Always choose my material in a good way. Just tagging along the hydropter. The first time, uh, I think we're peaking 47, 48 knots or something outside uh, Marseille. 
it took me about, yeah, I would say five, six runs to know that today was not today I was going to die. The hydropter got a lot of attention, and in past years, celebrities and tech luminaries have dropped by to sail on the boat. Uh, I was lucky because I received a, a text message from Larry Page, founder of Google, uh, a text message from uh, Salar Kamandar, uh, CEO of YouTube, a lot of requests in San Francisco. I love the spirit in the bay. I first met Alain and Anders a year ago. They showed me a sketch on the back of a notebook, which was the first draft of the sea bubble. Okay, yes. I, I took a pen and a paper and I designed this sea bubble. I called Anders, Anders, hi. Uh, I had an idea in Hawaii. Honestly, I thought that first sketch looked like the spaceship from the Jetsons cartoon. With Alan and Anders so passionate about surfing and sailing, it's probably not that surprising that they wanted to make better use of the water running through our cities. You have a lot of cars and pollution on the side of the river, or the bay in San Francisco, on, the, on Geneva Lake, in India. Where today they have a boulevard sitting in the, in the river, which is uh, hardly used, or you have different boats who have massive boats that takes a lot of people, that goes from stop to stop and takes forever to go from A to B. But they were also interested in design. They wanted to make something that would really stand out. Intemporel, I don't know the name in English. Intemporel. Iconic. Iconic. An iconic uh, sea bubble. As the first iPhone, as the first Tesla Model S. And I think uh, you will discover an iconic uh, sea bubble. Alan and Anders got the first prototype ready in June and unveiled it at the Viva Tech Conference in Paris. So there it was. The sea bubble was parked up in the air on a platform between a Google stand and a fleet of SoftBank robots. It's a little larger than a car, and the bubble is glossy white with cream leather seats and a black dashboard. It still smelled of fresh paint then, and it got a lot of attention from the crowd. Although most people probably had no idea what it was. That is, in, in general, what we're talking about. We have a boat, it leaves no noise, it gives no pollution, it leaves no waves. So it only rode the sea. Well, what wall. people first saw were these two big U-shaped hydrofoils at the bottom of the vehicle. Yeah, it almost looks like the boat is sitting on a pair of skis, and it's really those skis and not the whole bottom of the boat that's gliding on the water when the boat moves. Right. The idea is basically to minimize how much of the boat actually touches the water so it leaves a slimmer trail. It's pretty rare to see this technology used outside of sailing competitions. I think the best way to put it, we're trying to cross the ideas in between boats, cars, planes, and use this in our advantage. It's not necessarily a boat as you've seen boats uh, today. Uh, it's a the, flying water uh, car. That's, right. in a that's what they say in the cartoon. <laughs> there you go. They have two nice eyes in front. Anders is referring to the headlights at the front. Add those to the U-shaped hydrofoils we talked about, and you get a smiley face. Anders and Alan spent years perfecting this peculiar design with hydrofoils. First, they used it in their record-breaking boat, the Hydropter, and they've adapted the concept for the sea bubble. You cut the water supposed to push it so you don't get erosion on the river walls. You leave no pollution, you leave no noise. So when racing, these hydrofoils will give a boat that extra boost. But even when it's going slower, the boat will lift out of the water. Think of it like the wings on a plane. The goal is not to go fast. 
the goal is to be stable and use as little energy as possible so that you can uh, you can actually use it in the rivers for a day as a taxi will go back and forth without leaving any waves. The sea bubble can go as fast as 25 knots, which is about 29 miles per hour. Some cities like Paris or, or London have a speed limit that's less than that, though, around 10 knots or 11 miles per hour. And because the boat can run on very little energy, it's possible to use batteries to operate the whole thing. Once you get the hull out of the water, you lose 40% drag. So it opens up your possibility to electric power that is, in, in essence, uh, than green power. For Anders and Alain, that's almost as revolutionary as the fact that the boat flies. For instance, New York, they have the Hudson River, you have uh, a lot of uh, pressure from the river. You put a water turbine in the water, you can charge all the energy we need to move the full fleet of sea bubbles from the, the power we get either from the sun or from the, from the river. But before the sea bubble arrives in the Hudson River, it will have to overcome some big challenges. Okay, so Alan and Anders hope that one day their sea bubbles will be transporting people in cities around the world. But for that to happen, they need to land that first order to get a fleet of boats up and running. Who's, who's interested in, in, in the bubble uh, so far? Is it uh, city mayors? Is it uh, companies? Who, who are your customers potentially for this? Uh, Anne Hidalgo, uh, the Paris mayor, invited uh, us uh, in Chicago. Look, Anders, would you please explain your this yeah, crazy had, situation uh... in Chicago? Okay, so there's this group called C40 Cities. Now, in its 11th year, C40 connects more than 90 of the world's greatest cities. It's a global alliance of mayors from San Francisco to Tokyo who are taking action on climate issues. Anne Hidalgo, the mayor of Paris, is chairman of the group. Climate change is the most doubting challenge of this century, and it affects and compounds. And she's really opened doors for Anna and Anders with this community of mayors. So here I am at windsurfing self, and I find myself <laughs> at the table with the C40 mayors, explaining to them how they're going to sort out the cities for congestion and using the waterways. Surreal. With a Detroit mayor, it's cool. uh, you know, with a New Orleans The C40 group has made a big push for things like cleaner cars through local action and city-to-city collaboration, instead of national or international regulation. They gave us the opportunity to, to talk about using the waterways in a better way. And uh, Rahm Emanuel, for one, was saying that... Rahm Emanuel is the mayor of Chicago. They have done exactly what Anne Hidalgo is trying to do here in Paris. We can take our waterfronts, uh, which defined our past, but also become our future. To bring the people down to the water's edge, to clean up the waterfront, to put restaurants there, and so forth. Today, we've opened a river walk that has brought billions of dollars of private development, and it's also brought uh, an incredible amount of recreational opportunities to the city. And it goes, what I need is a small taxi boat. Anders says there's also interest from other countries. It's for the, we have uh, 10, 15 cities in the U.S. that is asking uh, for us to come. There is uh, 15 cities in India. We have Holland. We have New Zealand. We have Australia. We're overwhelmed with the demand. Of course, none of these are firm orders yet. 
And city officials are going to need to grapple with the difficult balance of promoting innovative solutions with a tight budget. Sea bubbles say they've lined up the price of the boat with that of a Tesla, so a fully equipped Model X, for instance, around $130,000. I wanted to know how affordable that price tag sounds, so I asked Ross Douglas. So the price point is not that high if you have a high occupancy rate. Three years ago, Ross created a conference called Autonomy to gather regulators and companies like carmaker Renault and energy provider Engie to talk about urban mobility. If you can move um, 200 people a day at or 10 euros a head, um, that suddenly is 2,000 euros a day. It's becoming quite a good business. So Ross's point here is that the sea bubble makes business sense if it's used as part of a platform with hundreds or thousands of users. So it's a great solution for a small amount of people, four or five, over a relatively short distance. It runs up and down the Seine River. But because the sea bubbles are so small, it'll need to go back and forth a lot for this to make financial sense. But if you look at the number of people moving in Paris in a day, I think it's, in the, it's over 20 million a day. So with all these trips people are taking, the bubbles won't be enough on their own to reduce congestion and air pollution in a city like Paris. So you need a combination of metro, of buses, of um, SNCF trains, of you know, motor cars. What's more, all those trips back and forth will require a battery that can handle hours of use. Right now, the bubble can run for about four hours on a single charge. Sea bubbles are hoping to double that to about eight hours as soon as this fall. Alain Anders even went to Tesla to learn about batteries and production lines. At the same time, sea bubbles is also still figuring out the details of its business model. It's unlikely the company will sell the boats directly to cities or even companies. We outsource the production of the product. We outsource the operation of the, of the product. They're hoping private operators will build and run them. That includes boats, the docks, which is obviously very different in every country we go to. But Sea Bubbles will run the app that lets people order a water taxi, just like an Uber. So obviously there are challenges. Despite that, Mayor Anne Hidalgo has been supportive, and more broadly, she's open to new initiatives. Like other mayors, she's under pressure to improve air quality in her city. On pollution, we weren't going to sit around and wait until someone found national or international solutions. It's an urgent matter, and it's about people's health. We had to act. Even if changing behavior, on car usage, for example, is hard and can cause controversy, we invented solutions. In an average urban area, road traffic makes up as much as 20% of emissions. Ross says cars are low-hanging fruit for mayors looking to cut emissions. As in, it's easier to get people to switch to an electric car than <laughs> to an electric airplane or an electric boat. But there's no single fix for pollution and congestion. That's why the Paris mayor, for instance, has backed other projects like autonomous electric shuttles in the city's business district. She's also interested in water transport solutions. The green investment fund we're creating could eventually support this kind of project. Investing in this kind of project could potentially be very profitable. Alain and Anders have also been courting companies in the San Francisco Bay Area, both as potential investors and potential customers. 
we met uh, last year um, Eric Schmidt, but we're talking with Facebook too. We met uh, Laurent Soli um, in France, and uh, uh, yes, uh, we are talking with um, a lot of companies at the moment. By the way, Laurent Soli is Facebook's chief in France and Southern Europe. For companies like Google or Facebook, the pitch is basically to say, we can help cut back all those hours that your staff waste being stuck in traffic. Google already operates a shuttle bus service, so employees who live in San Francisco can commute all the way down to its Mountain View headquarters. And for a short time, Google also experimented with a ferry service, but they ended that program about three years ago. In San Francisco, Seabubbles is promising to cut road time in half by avoiding traffic jams and going through the water. And at least here in the Valley, people will basically do anything to solve or minimize the time they spend in traffic. It's really this and housing costs that I hear people complain about the most. But even if one of these companies says yes, they wouldn't necessarily buy a fleet. Just like mayors, they could come in as investors or rent out a fleet of boats as a service. So then obviously, our number one target is operators. Secondary, the target is B2B. We have a lot of hotel chains that are asking for sea bubbles to transport the people. Uh, and thirdly, it's uh, customers that, that want to have the private sea bubble to, to maneuver. For now, sea bubbles is building a few more vehicles to take them on a world tour, currently planned for September. While they work out the business model and look for customers, Seabubbles is running on about $16 million that they've raised so far. A VC, an insurance company, and an angel investor who started a drone manufacturer in France have invested so far. As we speak, Alain and Anders are working to raise more than $100 million in new funding. They were hoping to finalize that funding round earlier this summer, but negotiations are still underway with investors in the U.S., Switzerland, and France. For now, they've pushed the deadline back until September. <laughs> it's been it's been a very quick and sort of crazy adventure for you guys for the past you know year and a half now. But we love to speed the quick quickie. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> you're, you're getting your adrenaline uh, rush. And that's it for this week's episode of Decrypted. Thanks for listening. Do you have a story that you'd like to share with us? You can get in touch at decrypted at Bloomberg.net. And you can follow me on Twitter at Marie underscore a underscore Paris. And I'm at Aki Ito 7. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, I hope you'll leave us a rating and a review. I read each and every single one of these, and they really do go a long way in getting this podcast in front of more people. This episode was produced by Pia Gatkari, Liz Smith, and Magnus Henriksen. Alec McCabe is head of Bloomberg Podcasts. We'll see you next week.